Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to be talking about when you're upset because your spouse does not uh, weight the data that is more recent in your behavior than uh, older data, particularly if you have undergone some dramatic behavioral shift from your perspective. You've changed a lot, but they continue to think that the old behavior prior to your uh, change in perception should be weighted equally to the more recent data. And there is um, a little math analogy or computer science analogy I have that I was taught by a client, for those of you who are inclined to think that way. Uh, Before we get to that, I uh, want to tell you to subscribe. The most recent subscriber episode was on when you do not realize your parents were dysfunctional until long after you reach adulthood and how perceiving your family as uh, more healthy than they really were can really... um, screw you up in terms of later relationships because you're emulating people that when you think about it, you really shouldn't be emulating as much as you may love them. All right. So moving on to this topic. So a lot of times when people have changed, so for example, let's talk about anger. That's like a common one. So let's say that somebody um, was angry for many years and it was a symptom of depression or it was what they modeled from their parents growing up or um, they just didn't really think about it as abnormal and then eventually they realized that their anger was a problem and they started therapy or they started meditating or they went on an antidepressant, whatever, and they've really stopped reacting with yelling and anger. But then when we're in couples counseling, or for people who aren't in couples counseling when they're just talking, the spouse always brings up the times that they had been angry and scary, even though those are years ago and the person has changed since then and really has not had an episode like that in a while. So... um, A client told me about the sliding window method in computer science where there's ways to weight the data such that the older data is weighted um, less than the more recent data. And that is thought to give a more accurate perspective and picture of the data. And I thought that, you know, uh, this was a good analogy for other people as well, um, that, that they could understand why this isn't exactly fair to be blaming a spouse as much for previous data from a long time ago, from before a behavior change, as recent data, right? And it it is a good analogy, and it it makes you understand why this is not accurate, because it really isn't. You know, it shouldn't be, rather. So the way that, you know, your husband acted 10 years ago, even if it was terrible, and maybe you'll say, well, why should I forgive that asshole behavior? I'm not talking about forgiving. I'm talking about when you, and and we'll talk about that in in a bit, because that deals with empathic rupture resolution, which is its own topic, and I have podcasts about empathic ruptures. But if you are trying to say 
to a spouse, here is why I do not trust you, because at any moment in the future you can do X, then the spouse really gets mad if X is something that they've been working on. You know, the spouse is like, listen, X was how I acted before I changed. In recent years, you don't have any uh, any proof that I'm going to act this way again. So if you're trying to predict my behavior coming up based on data, please use my most recent data and weight that more heavily in this equation, right? And that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Unfortunately, people are not always rational actors and in fact are never really rational actors, particularly if they're people who think they're really rational actors, then they're just really kind of, uh, you know, minimizing the impact of their emotion and they have even less objectivity uh, and awareness of how emotions are impacting them. So the reality is there needs to be um, a compromise between both people and they both need to be understanding one another's perspective. So yes, you can definitely understand objectively the perspective of somebody who has tried to change and would now like recent data to be weighted more heavily in your predictions of what they are going to do next. I mean, you can understand that. I think I've explained it pretty well, you know, despite um, not being a math person. This is a fairly intuitive concept, right? Um, however, the other person, the person who, who, is, who is mad that they are being um, predicted to act like an asshole in the future based on, you know, distal data, right? Uh, that person needs to understand that empathic ruptures are real and the person is not thinking like a computer. They are, they are, they have been traumatized by actions in the past and you can't really apply some sort of numerical, um, you know, equation to this because the reality is there are certain things that the person is viewing as a trauma and they are coded in a different part of the brain, the brain reserved for trauma. You know, the, the parts, the, basically in trauma work, what we do is we try to, to get the trauma memory to be encoded really in a different part of the brain, in a more, in the frontal lobe, as part of an um, objective narrative of the person's life. When in reality, trauma memories are coded in a different place. That's why they frequently come out as nightmares and as flashbacks, and they're more visual, you know, and and people need to process and resolve these traumatic um, empathic ruptures in order to move forward and then to be cleared to see things more objectively. So if a woman never gets to really process, uh, let's say, the time that the man threw something at her out of anger and she felt scared for her life, if she can never process that and grieve it and um, he doesn't really um, own it and he apologizes briefly because he's so ashamed but he doesn't really sit there with her feelings about it, then how can she be expected to just move forward like a computer and say, okay, well, he hasn't really done anything like that for five years now. Yeah, okay, she can say it. And if she's staying, that information is probably the reason that she's staying. But it doesn't mean that when she looks at him, some part of her brain doesn't light up with a fear signal, right? And that she doesn't still view him as potentially dangerous because those trauma memories have been encoded in a different part of the brain and she views him as dangerous and um, unsafe safe. So we got to get to a place where both people can understand the other person's perspective. Things, men especially, always come up with these smart analogies that are very objective and that involve economics or in this, this way computer science or math or whatever. And I like these analogies. They help me speak to other males. <laughs> but the point is, 
that women are always like, yeah, but I don't work like that. Like, that isn't really how I think because I still am scared because of these same things. And quite honestly, you've never really empathized with me or validated my experience when you did used to act this way. And that's really the key to moving forward. So the key to moving forward, on, on one hand, yes, you got to um, amass more, more data points of you acting in the healthy way. Sure. And only time can do that, though. Like, you can't, like, get all of those interactions into, like, you know, 10 minutes, and they compensate for 10 years of dysfunction. So you got to have another, you know, few years in front of you, right? But it's like with uh, repair after infidelity. You can't be like, hey, shit, I've been faithful since Tuesday. Why is this bitch still complaining? I mean, it's like, what? What are you talking about? You know, like time. Time is going to heal. You have to be shown over time to be faithful, you know. But also, there needs to be, and you could go back to my podcast on empathic ruptures and how to resolve, but there needs to be a lot of understanding that the person is not a robot and they need you to deeply understand and validate and empathize with how scared they were or how upset they were or how betrayed they were. And if you haven't done your own work internally in therapy and your ego is still pretty fragile and you can't handle anything perceived as negative feedback or criticism, you're not going to be good at this. You're going to get defensive and you're going to get ashamed and you're going to shut them down and say that was then and this is now. And then they aren't going to do any weighting of any data because they hate you, you know. And so what you need to do is understand that if you want your spouse to uh, really perceive you as a changed person, a primary way that uh, you can show that you're a changed person is by being non-defensive and uh, going back and listening truly to how they felt at the time that you behaved in the unhealthy ways that you did and really sitting there as long as it needs for them to tell you the story and saying, I am so sorry. I have never really pictured it from your perspective. It sounds terrible. I would feel the same as you do if I were you in that situation. And I completely understand why you don't trust me. And for the people who can say things like that sincerely, it's a, it's a game changer. That validation and empathy does a thousand times more than any number of iterations of better behavior in, you know, in, 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 the, in, in, the, in the lifespan of your marriage. So you could have behaved bad, let's say, three times and then behaved good 3,000 times. But if those three times involved something super traumatic, then you really still have to own it. You know, you have to own it. These all things that you do in a marriage, and I'm sure this is no um, big epiphany, all things you do are not of equal valence. You know, I mean, it's like my constant example of empathic ruptures is when the man leaves after the baby was born to go get his sleep back at home, and she's shocked and feels alone and abandoned and can barely verbalize it because she's sitting there right after giving birth, and then he leaves, he goes home, he gets a night's sleep, he comes back, and it's never the same, right? And so he could say, but I've missed so much sleep for her. I've been the one to pick up the kids um, at their late events now, and I, I do all of this. I take red-eye flights back from California from work because I don't want to leave her alone with the kids for too long. I have, have sacrificed sleep a time after time after time. Yeah, but all those times weren't the birth of a child, you know? So, so you could say 
why are we like, you know, why is our algorithm messed up and we're weighting, uh, you know, long ago data more than recent data? And you have a point, but you also probably have not ever really um, been there to empathize and validate and resolve the key rupture that made that data point so important to her because it wasn't just another night of sleep to her, and there's no other ways to really make up for it unless you truly understand and help her process and grieve what happened. And I'm saying her. The genders can be inverted, but the reality, the truth of the matter is that women tend to want more deep verbal processing and empathizing of past ruptures. Men truly do believe more in the sliding window algorithm. <laughs> and and if, if a woman said, you know what, we had a celibate couple of years, but I'm DTF every night from now on, you know, you remember DTF from the Jersey Shore, uh, down to F. <laughs> but if, if, the man would say, thank God, great, awesome, let's get into the bedroom. Women, it's not the same way. So as I say frequently to people who struggle with how uh, one gender usually interacts, I say, listen, do you want to stay heterosexual? Yes, all right, good, then this is what we got to deal with. So if there was an empathic rupture uh, with your wife in which you really understand that you kind of behaved like a shit, then you should say, listen, I know I've been trying to show you that I'm different now, but maybe I never really listened and apologized deeply and validated the experience. And maybe if we talk about it again and you really hear that I'm sorry, it will help. Tell it to me. Women will fall down. They really will be up, fall down of shock to have you say, I would like to hear again about how I hurt you. And this, this is why it's such a game changer, because it shows such a paradigm shift. Instead of being defensive, you're actually saying, let's talk about it. Let's actually talk about the time that I went home. How did you feel? I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to really understand why this is so bad for you. And honestly, you probably will after she, after she explains it. And that is, will be, um, you know, that will be weighted more than even the recent data if you can truly resolve that empathic rupture, which is something that couples counseling can help with. If you're like, man, I ain't no expert. I'm not going into the lion's den. What Do I look like a Roman gladiator to you? I will never survive that. Well, then you should be going into couples counseling where you have somebody who can go through the empathic ruptures with you and help you, you know. And at that point, if the woman sees that you really, really are trying to deeply understand and resolve these past hurts, she will, I believe, and I've seen it happen, start weighting your more recent data a hell of a lot more, just as she's supposed to. Because then she will not have anything in her mind that's saying, if you move on, that he will never, ever understand how you felt at that time of trauma. And that is a subconscious desire that a lot of people have. And uh, you could frame it as punishing or the person, or you could frame it as a totally normal way that people don't want to get hurt again by something that, again, in their mind has an unusually high weight. You know, the coefficient is way high, even if it was 10 years ago. It's a coefficient of a million versus uh, yesterday, whatever you did right is a coefficient of 
0.1, you know? And so I can just mess up math all over, but you see my point, hopefully. All right, so hopefully you found this useful. Um, I really do think that if you at all think that there has been an unresolved empathic rupture, that you should bring it up to your spouse and be like, maybe I have not been fair. I have thought that people are um, very rational, linear thinkers, and I have not understood the role of brain processing and emotion processing and the encoding, the differential encoding of traumatic memories in the brain, really. You could read The Body Keeps the Score. That would be a good thing to read. Uh, it's a classic by Bessel van der Kolk. Um, the Body Keeps the Score. It's about trauma. So um, it can help you understand a lot of how trauma is encoded differently. And you may be like, trauma? There's people who go through combat. I went home to go to sleep. Yeah, big shit. If that's still how you're thinking, not only do you need to read Bessel van der Kolk, but you probably need to be in therapy because there's something called subjectivity. And when people think that there isn't is when they seem truly like, you know, robots. And no woman wants to be close to a robot, except there was a movie <laughs> I read, I saw, but I can't do spoiler. It was it was a perfect male robot, but anyway, I <laughs> this is a beyond a tangent. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye.